everybody. It is Sunday. Happy day. And it's a gorgeous day out there. It was really hard to come into work today, but as usual, for 20 years, I'm here. But it's gorgeous out there. And I know exactly what everybody's doing. Everybody's out there walking the dog, pitching the ball, you know, whereas work, overdo it, when, whatever, right? So you know what, folks? You're going to be stiff and so is the dog. So the thing, but you got to remember when spring comes, we all want to just, you know, we haven't walked a mile for, what, three, four months? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we want to go out and do 10 miles <laughs> because it's so gorgeous. So remember the word Boswellia, B-O-S-W-E-L-L-I-A, Boswellia, for pain, all right? Instead of taking aspirin or Advil or whatever, take th- try the Boswellia. It's great for arthritis in both humans and dogs and if you overdid it. You can get it at health food stores or whatever type thing. So, but Boswellia, B O S W E L L I A, all right? Give your dog some. For the average dog, you can give them like 500 milligrams. For the small dogs, give them 250 milligrams. And for yourself, believe it or not, humans can take up to 2,500 milligrams a day of Boswellia. So, anyway, so, you know, give that a shot because I know everybody's out. I mean, the, the paths <laughs> were pretty inundated with people and dogs as I was coming in. So, so hopefully you remember that. So take take the pain away. And uh, uh, a lot of the drugs that you give humans, they are most okay. Uh, there's some rare ones. But uh, always, when doubt, always ask a vet or something like that before you give your dog anything. But Boswellia is, is safe for dogs, so don't worry about that. And the bigger dogs, you can go up to like 1,000 to uh, 1,500 milligrams per day. And it's it's a natural so it doesn't hurt the kidneys and liver and such like that, okay? So if you overdid it or threw that ball a little bit too many times, and now your shoulder is sore and so, so, sore, yeah, you do, sore, and then now your dog is also sore. But remember, we don't, we've talked before about building, let's try to undo ball compulsiveness behavior in your dog. Put the ball away for at least six months to a year and have your dog fetch other things. And if they don't want to fetch it, so what? Then do, teach a trick. Do something different, all right? Remember, dogs don't throw, you don't see dogs throwing sticks for each other, do you? That's a human game. And everybody says, well, my dog loves it. Well, you know what? You love seeing how happy the dog is doing it. And the dog's doing it for you because dogs want to please us. So remember, if you've got a compulsive disorder in your dog with fetching, then from here on out, check it goes away. You're going to lob it, not flick it. And then also uh, use other things for the dog to go get and pick up and bring back. All right? So, and like I said, the ball goes away for at least six months. And so then sometimes you throw it once and stop, twice and stop, three times and stop. And then then maybe go do something else, and then you can do it again. But don't do it. Don't be the... What do they call that? An automatic pitcher? You know, when the ball comes throwing at you when you're when you're doing a bat, when you're uh, you know. Oh, like a machine pitch. Yeah, machine yeah. pitch. Yeah, I don't know if that's us. But anyway, you know, here comes the ball. There, go get it. You know, go get it. Go get it. Go get it. You know, it keeps being pounded out. So, anyway, so how was your week there, Brian? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, just working. You know, the usual. So nothing too crazy exciting, but. Uh, yeah, just uh, hanging out with the fellas. Yeah, the fellas. A lot. And you were at a cabin in Saint Croix, or Scandia, off the Saint Croix River, and that's a beautiful place. And hopefully, you took advantage of it. You had you had to have a, a bonfire, correct? Oh yeah, we absolutely did that. Oh, the weather okay. is just way too good right oh, now to not have one. So, so do you do you do uh, sit around the campfire stories? 
Hard yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you remember the whens uh, at all yet? Are you too young for the remember whens? Uh, maybe we do have a couple. Uh, yeah, we do definitely share some stories from like okay. our college days because okay. all my buddies that, were, that I was with this past week and were I met them all in college. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, cool. Do they all live around here? Uh, yeah, they're all kind of like north of the cities. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Best God's country, north of the cities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way. Yeah, no, that is. So, uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, so hopefully you guys got some great questions for me today. Uh, 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Uh, so did you go out and enjoy a little green beer on St. Patty's Day? Um, I didn't get any green beer, but I did uh, a celebrate a little bit. Oh, so, yeah. I did wear some green. Oh, good. Did you go down to the parade in St. Paul? Uh, no, I went out to dinner uh, with some friends in Apple Valley. So, oh, where did you go? Uh, we went to this place called the Tavern. The Tavern. Why that sounds familiar? Yeah, they have a couple of them. I know. Oh, okay. Um, I know there's one in Woodbury and I think some other locations too. But uh, okay. But uh, very good food. Very Is good. It, food. Do they have one in Lionel Lakes? Uh, I think that's what they renamed uh, the one uh, that's in Lionel Lakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on the corner of uh, 14, and I can't remember the street that goes north and south because they they updated it. But anyway, okay, cool, good, good eats, good beer, good, good yeah, fellowship. Yeah, uh, I would recommend. Yeah, yeah, I made dinner for my grandson and his wife and my great great grandson. Oh. so yeah, she wanted a hamburger. Uh, she wanted hamburger and fries, and so hamburger and fries she got. And then she also wanted Salisbury steak, but I have never accomplished making that. <laughs> and so I tried it again on Monday, but it nah, it still didn't have the taste. I did. I'm getting closer though. Mm. But anyway, so I, what I did is I went to the freezer section and I got a banquet din- TV dinner. Oh yeah. You know, and guess how much it cost? Uh, like five bucks. A dollar. A dollar. I couldn't believe. Because <laughs> I didn't see the price when in the cooler, you know they usually have the price, and I didn't see the price. So I don't care. I'm just getting one. Mm-hmm. And so in here, I never go through self checkup, uh, and so I figured I just want to get in and out. I'm in a hurry, so and I stopped at festival in Hugo, mm-hmm. so I just brought in my the char- the card so I could just you know slide it through. <laughs> I didn't have to wait in line. I had to charge a dollar. <laughs> Because <laughs> I didn't have any money, even if I wanted to go over. But the lines were there. They were pretty long. There was only two open. Mm. So I charged a dollar. A dollar. It's just like, oh, Lord. You get like 20 of those. Oh, Lord. I know. <laughs> I should have got a couple of them for her to take home. But mm. anyway, what can I say? She said it does t- did taste good, though. But I wanted to feel special. So if we all would have had one, too, it would have been a special. So we all had hamburgers. She did, too. But then she also got the Salisbury steak. All right on. Need to say she rolled away from the table. Very full. Because <laughs> I also got uh, the chocolate cake from Keys. Oh. Yeah, so that was good. Keys Cafe? You betcha. Oh, that place yep, is amazing. Yep, yep, Oh, I know it. Everything they make is fantastic. So anyway, but um, okay. So yeah, give some hollers here. It's 651-641-1071. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about e-collars, electronic collars for everyday training. Should we do this is what good pros, cons, whatever type thing. So e-collar is the, should you train your dog with an e-collar just for the everyday stuff? Uh, here's a riddle for you. You ready? Uh, let's see. To, to do what is big enough to hold a pig and small enough to hold in your hand? What is big enough to hold a pig but small enough to hold in your hand? We'll be right back. All right. Thank you for spending your Sunday afternoon with me. I'm always... 
It makes my heart smile. Okay, these are paradoxes aplenty, okay? Paradoxes, okay? What is big enough to hold a pig and small enough to hold in your hand? What do you think? Oh, geez, I don't know. Um, a pen. A pen, oh. Put a peg in a pen, right? Okay, and then a pen. A pen is small enough to be in your hand. Oh. Paradoxes. There okay. you go. There you go, there you go. All right, let's head to the phone lines. All right, so our first guest is Linda, and she has a question on separation anxiety. All right. Hi, Linda. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So what kind of pupper do you got? I have a master pincher. Okay, maybe an and How red. old? How, oh, my. Okay, how old? Uh, he is a year and going to be a well, year and a half. Okay. Okay, and so what's happening? So when... I leave or anybody else leaves the house, he has a fit until you're out the door. Okay. Once you're out the door, he's fine. Okay. And the trainer that I've had, you know, said give him a treats or toys hidden in a blanket when people leave or you leave, and then that's going to take his stress off of him. Yeah. But after a couple times doing that, he know. I mean, even if you don't say bye, we have au revoir, we have... See you later. We don't. We have a lot of different terms to say goodbye now. Okay. But if you grab your purse or you grab a jacket, he is crazy. Okay. I mean, jumping, yipping, crying. I mean, he has tears in his eyes. Like okay. you're leaving him forever. Okay. <laughs> tears in his eyes. It's funny. Okay. He does. Okay, what you're going to do is, that idea was good, but dogs catch on to routines, okay? So the more that you can vary your routines, then then they uh, they can't pick out a, a structure so they know what's coming next, okay? So with this, I would do, uh, what, there's, well, there's so many different things, ways to handle this. First of all, what I would do is that you're going to start practicing leaving, <laughs> okay? Uh, p- pick up your purse and go to the door. Turn around, put the purse back down, and just and if he's acting like an idiot, don't say anything, okay? Okay, then pick up the purse, you know, uh, and don't always put the purse down in the same place. Try to have three different places that you put the purse, okay? And so then okay. what you're going to do, then you pick up your purse or you grab your keys or you grab your coat. You know, don't do the whole series at one time. Do part of the series, all right? And then uh, go out the door and then come right back in. But don't acknowledge the dog in any way. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't do anything. Don't acknowledge him, all right? And so what's going to happen? And then when you get further into the house and you can sit down and you can say hi to him or whatever type thing, but it has to be away from the door itself. All right. Don't acknowledge at all in that in that area. All right. And so then um, then you're going to do a series and maybe you're going to get the keys and then your purse or maybe you get your jacket and then your purse and then you go out. And But then what you're going to do is you're going to start you, even if you're standing in the garage or outside for a little bit, you know, just and we don't care if he's having a hissy fit or whatever type thing. But what we're going to do is we're going to condition him that you go away, you come back. And then because sometimes when they, just like a child, a two-legged child have a temper tantrum, don't go, don't leave me, blah, 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 blah. But if all of a sudden you just keep coming, leaving and coming back, you they almost get exhausted, like, I can't do this anymore. And so then pretty soon what happens is they they realize they're not getting any interaction from you, that eventually they, all of a sudden it becomes nothing. And so it's like they may walk you to the door, but they won't. But like I say, don't, as you leave and shut the door, I would use a catchphrase as you are like basically out. I'd say catch you later 
or whatever. So because some dogs with separation anxiety, when you give them a catchphrase when you leave, they know for sure you're coming back. But what it is is that why he's acting so obnoxious as you are leaving. Uh, does that happen? Like, let's say you have some company over, and a person gets up to leave the room or go towards the door. You know, not necessarily you, but somebody. Does he go after them? Yes, if they grab their purse or jacket. It's, yep. Uh, but as soon as they walk out the door, he's done. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. odd thing is that he does not continue. Yeah, exactly. For but, but see, what he's trying to do is saying, how dare you leave? This is my house. I'm my decision. And so you don't have, and so by terrorizing you, <laughs> they're trying mm-hmm. to, yeah, trying to get a, they're just, they're uh, trying to take over the situation is what it is. It's, it's, it's a very per- perplexed, it does, you don't see it in too many dogs that do it that way. Like you say, then once, once you're gone, there's not, it's all calm. They don't continue right. once you're gone. And so it's, 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 it doesn't, like I said, not many dogs do this, but it's 99% of the time small dogs. <laughs> so anyway, it's just kind of like, you know, how you, 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 they've got to be appear bigger than what they are. <laughs> I'm cool. Well, and they do when, yeah. And mm-hmm. so that, that's what I would no. do. I would uh, practice that. Sometimes getting the, you know what I mean? Don't be gone for any, but, but, but like I said, you're going to just do it like at least three, four times a day, you know, do the same thing. And then by the third day, you should start, start seeing a, a difference. Remember, don't look at them. Don't acknowledge them. Side profile. Side profile is a calming uh, signal, you know, to the dog. Now, do are okay. you, have you, um, uh, is he kennel trained? Uh, no. Okay. Um, because that would be another thing is to put them in the kennel before you leave. Um, also, too, what you would try, because like I said, there's so many different ways, depending on how they think. Because minpians are brassy little, <laughs> little kids. And so they're kind of like, oh, yeah. I'm cool, you're not. <laughs> Have you tried uh, penny can, the uh, shake can? Uh, I'll take a beer can, pop can, rinse it out, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it shut with bright tape so you know it's a shake can. Yep. Have you tried that when you're ready yep. to go? And then what was his reaction to that? Did it did it make it him more nuts? Everything else. Did it make him more nuts? Yeah. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Okay, so what? What the only thing that you could do, because he doesn't go after, he doesn't bite anybody. He's just sounding like, you know, he's just screaming, right? You're killing him. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, it sounds like, you're, I mean, the neighbors have come over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I shut the door, you know, you forget something, so it takes you a prolonged Yep, second. yep. And so, but, and, that, but so that's what you're going to do, though, is you're going to, like, every how many people are in the house? Just myself. Okay. So what you're just going to do is you're just going to saturate them with you leaving and coming back and you leaving and coming back. But just remember when you come in, you don't acknowledge them in any shape and form until you get to another room and always change up the room that you're going to. Maybe it's the living room at one time. Maybe it's the kitchen another where you just bend down and just give him a little, hi, how you doing? And then and slowly incorporate him when you come home. Don't do the wah factor, okay? Wah! And then like when you're leaving, don't say a word other than when your hand is on the doorknob to shut the door, you're already outside. Then just say, catch you later and but like i say okay. try to do this at least four times a day and in usually by the third day you should start or even the second day you should see where he's not going as stupid you have to just win you got to be more persistent and consistent than he is 
All right, because that's why I asked about right. the shake can. Did that? Did he back down at all, or did it stir the pot worse? So obviously that's mm-hmm. not, that that's not going to work. So right now, what we just have to do is just keep, uh, you know, uh, you know, like uh, desensitize. Basically, is what is called. He's created a routine and then a, a, a something to do about that routine. And so, like I say, sometimes it's just your keys and you go out. Sometimes it's your purse and you go out. Sometimes it's your coat and your purse. You know, and and like I say, don't say anything other than when your hand is on the doorknob and you're ready to shut the door, you're outside, then you're going to say, catch you later. That's it, okay? Then be gone for, you know, sit in the car and listen to a couple of tunes and then come back in, put everything back, you know, down, you know, and then decide when you're going to acknowledge him when you come home, okay? And so, okay. yeah, just, what we're going to do is try to recondition him that there's no need for that screaming and just hang in there, even after the third day. But what you're looking for here is that it doesn't last as long. You know, he doesn't start it early, you know, he, when's the main time he really s- he starts screaming? Is it right when you like pick up your coat or your purse or what? Well, it's basically, I mean, I do take care of my mom, but mm-hmm. um, you walk towards the door. I have tried, like you said, walking to the garage. Uh-huh. Just if I don't have my purse or anything, as soon as I grab my purse or my jacket, that's when it starts screaming. As soon as my, Mom grabs her purse or jacket. That's when he starts screaming. And like I said, begin to call it. It doesn't matter if it's a bye or a, or war. It's just a he starts screaming. So okay. it's a coat or purse. Okay. Now, if you have to like just go out and get the mail where you're not grabbing anything, does he act nuts like that? No. Okay. Then another. We could try what I just suggested. Another thing that you might want to try for a little bit here is that now you car, park your car in the garage. Okay, what I would do is if you know you're going somewhere, uh, uh, put your put everything in the garage, okay? And so you'll just to grab it all and just put it in the garage quickly. You, if he's in another room, lock him in another room so he doesn't see you do it, all right? And then um, and then put everything outside so you're, out, you're outside and you can go, now you can get your purse in that and such like that. Because if you can go in and out without the folder all over your purse, the coat, the keys, and he doesn't put up a, a stink, all right. So then that's what we're going to do for a while. You're going to say, so you get your, you're going to think ahead of when you're leaving, that you're going to prepare for your leaving by putting the stuff, like I say, if he's in another, another room, uh, put, uh, have on a leash and have like, if your mom or whatever or somebody, uh, does your mom live with you? Oh, you live uh, with her? Uh, she, well, no, she, um, comes over. She, I see. Okay. Has, okay. So, so yeah, then, yeah. so what you're going to do, so when you're going to do that, then like just pop him in another room. Real quick, so he doesn't see you grab the person and, and, and put it in the garage. All right, so then you come back in. Okay, now what you're gonna do? You're gonna, uh, you know, now you're digging around a little bit. Maybe in a half hour, that's when you're gonna go. And so then you're just going straight for the door. You're not grabbing anything. Okay, you're just going straight for the door, and you know, as soon as you're outside, then you're ready to shut the door. Say, catch you later. Now all your stuff is outside, so he doesn't see that. Right. All right. So try that. Okay. You know, try the first thing that I by desensitizing him. Okay, try that and see how that mm-hmm. gets you. But be willing, like I said, look how long he's been doing this. So you got to allow at least a week or two weeks before you a uh, week where you start seeing a change and it's getting better. He doesn't get as nuts. All right, that's what we're after here. And so, and then, like I said, then try what we just discussed. So we just got to figure out with his personality which way which way it worked best. All right. Okay. One other question sure. that does make a lot of sense of putting in the car, making it. Uh, my mom walks outside and smokes. And okay. he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, I can't. I mean, she can go in and out of the 
door, okay. or the sliding door. But is but it he as is won't it get outside with her? But he's just jump at the door to it when she shuts the door, it's done. Well, yeah, he's really he got. And, yeah, he's really got a handle on um, stirring the pot here. Okay, why don't you uh-huh. hold hold on to that thought? Then we'll address it when we come back. Okay, okay, don't hang up. Don't hang up. What goes farther, the slower it goes. What goes farther, the slower it goes. We'll be back. We got people waiting in line, so we got to quick move it around here. Okay. What goes farther, the slower it goes. Remember, these are paradoxes. Paradoxes. I'm so bad at these. Um, Money. Money. Oh, yeah. What goes farther, the slower it goes. Money. There you go. There you go. Okay, here's a practice one. Okay, what goes from New York to Albany without moving? Mm. The highway. Highway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to it's Linda, right? Yep, Linda. Okay. okay, Linda, are you there? Okay, okay. now yeah. what I would try doing with this, okay, when your mom goes out to take a smoke, uh, put a leash on him. Okay, and then when she's ready to, you know, uh, go out to have a smoke, have her like sit down in a chair, choose different places and call the pupper over, pick up the leash. And so when she's going out to go, she he's going through the door with her. All right. And so then now she can light up or whatever type thing. And then as long as he's quiet and it's a nice day like today, maybe he can sit out there with her. Um, otherwise, if it's a cold day or rainy, whatever, then she could just open the door and put him back in. You know, just uh, let him go back in, dragging the leash, all right? And just uh, try doing that. Because what we're trying to do is break the cycle of him having a hissy fit. And he's just being a uh, butthead is what he's being, all right? It's like, I'm cool, you're not. This is my house. How dare you leave the house? And it's almost kind of like he's scolding you for leaving, but trying to push you out at the same time, okay? And so by being totally obnoxious. So that's what I would try. I would have you put a leash on. And then you, he can let him, you can let him drag the leash, you know, normal in the house while you're home, obviously. Right. And so then anyway, and so, and then practice that, that you're going to just, you don't, you're going to go out and have a, uh, you know, go out, like you're going to have a smoke, pick up the leash, he goes to the door with you, you get outside, you know, maybe kind of look around, maybe open the door, push it, you know, let him go back in again, diddle around, and then you come back in again. Okay. So keep setting things up where you've got control of the situation and he can't run it. So it- I have the leash, not my mom. Because you, I mean, normally she puts the leash on him because she's afraid he'll, I mean, run outside and whatever. Right. Um, and so she has the leash in her hand, but he still freaks out when she walks outside. Okay, but no, he's. Anyone come but right, but after the door, but he just jumps at the door and. Right, but no, she's gonna you know okay. have the she's got the six foot leash okay on him. Yep. Right, so she's gonna go and have yep. a smoke. So she's gonna pick the leash up. Don't have her. Don't have her say anything right now. Just pick the leash up, and, and then she's walking toward the door. And if he starts, you know, having a hissy fit, you just could give that leash a little pop. Hey, wrong, and just keep right on going through the door. All right. Mm. And so then when you mm. when she gets outside, she's got the dog. She got her smoke. <laughs> now she dog could either stay with her with the way she has a smoke, or she could open the door, put the dog back inside, and then have her smoke. But the whole thing is, right. is she's going out with the dog at the same time. He does. There is if he okay. starts screaming and barking. Ah, uh-uh, wrong. Let's go. Hurry up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, uh, if you want to take a squeaker toy, so, and she can squeak the squeaker toy, so he's going to come with her and maybe redirect his head onto something else instead of just deciding to have a little hissy fit. So just cut, try okay. a couple of different things to try to you know get him to turn, look at you, and you've got control of the situation, and he doesn't. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, but I mean, he does everything else, quote unquote, on command or mm-hmm. whatnot. But the 
like you said, the separation is just... It's not separation. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with separation. Separation is uh, when you leave, that door is shut and the dog goes nuts. That's separation. This is cockiness. This is just being a butthead. Is that he is, this is his house and he's got a lot to people. When people are, how dare they walk away from him and how dare they walk, you know what I mean? And then it's a, it's a double edged sword though, too. It's, it's, it's how dare and he like almost is scolding them. Okay. And then okay. um, also, too, it's just kind of like pushing them out at the same time. Get out of here. This is my house. You know, it's, it's a, it's a mm. two, twofold thing. This isn't separation anxiety or anything like that. No, that has nothing to do with it. It's his cockiness is what it is. So, so that's why what you want to do is that do things. There he is. And, the, and sometimes, too, you can take, have you tried the spray bottle with water in it and blast him when he gets like that? Have you tried that? Yeah. And how did he, what he was it? water. Okay, that's fine then. But you remember, you got to get you gotta, you gotta get the voice with it. You got to have the growl in there. Ah, ah, wrong. Or, hey, shame on you. Deepen your voice, slow it down, so that you are mean business. Don't start screaming and yelling at him, because or pick him up or anything like that, because then he wins, right? So you just got to the deep, the worse he's acting, the slower and lower you go. Hey, wrong. Ah, ah, ah. Shame on you. The lower and slower, the deeper doo-doo the dog's in. Go slow. Don't start screaming and yelling because that just feeds the frenzy. Okay? Mm-hmm. So okay. give that a try. Yes, give yes. give that a call and give me a call next week and let me know how this I week will. went. Okay? I appreciate it. I will. thank you so much for the information. You bet, kiddo. Love Take you. care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That that because yeah, you'd have to I understand exactly what she's what's happening here, but this isn't a separation. Separation anxiety is she's through the door, the dog is okay with her leaving, but then once that door closes, he's all by himself. Now they start screaming and hollering. That's a yeah. separation anxiety. So no, he's just this is just a pushy little devil and min pins are pretty pushy. Mm. <laughs> all right, who's up next? All right. So we have Melissa on the line and she has a question on when to start leash training for a new brand new puppy. All right. Hey, Melissa. Hi. What kind of puppy did you get? She's a lab mix. All right. She's going to be small, though. I don't know what she's mixed with. Okay. How old is she? Mm, 14, maybe almost 15 weeks, I would say. Okay. Sounds good. And she's only about, I don't know, 15 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, could be mixed with something else. Okay. Um, How long have you had her? Uh, We got her at eight weeks. Okay. And honestly, we took her in training by nine weeks. All right. And she's too young to start the next one. She has to be four months old. Mm-hmm. So we're in between. But when we take her for a walk, mm-hmm. so far we're just kind of letting her sniff and check her female and do all mm-hmm. the things she needs to do. Female, good one. <laughs> uh, when we had snow, she liked to climb the snow bank. Mm-hmm. And we're letting her lead. But. She's real smart, and she's actually very good, uh, easily trained. Mm-hmm. But some people are telling me to wait till six months no, to train her. No, oh, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. No. No, you gotta you got to start the rules ASAP. You know, there's a time to noodle, you know, and, be, and check the P-mail. All right. But the thing is, that when you're in motion right now, she's walking with you as a team with on a polite, a politely and on a loose lead. All right. At any time during your walk, you can stop and say sniffies and you stand still and you let her check her P-mail and do her doggy thing. Then when you're ready to go forward, you know, bring her back in. And now she walks with you on a loose lead. 
All right. And so the okay. thing is, your dog, she has at this age, they have attention span of a gnat. All right. And so now the biggest thing that most people do wrong with dogs, especially under a year, is that they over exercise them and the joints don't seal until two years old. And so right. what you want to remember to do is that four months old, four blocks, five months old, five blocks, six months old, six blocks. And that's round trip. OK, that's six months. That's three out and three back. All right. Okay. You could do it as often as you want, but that steady beat of staying with you, know, being with you, that's hard on their joints. And so that's why you, you're better off to do more often walks and longer walks with them. Now, usually mm. I put my puppies into uh, Star Mark collars. You can get them online. Okay. Star Mark is a plastic collar, little blunt pyramids. And what it does is it pokes the dog. It's like, hello. <laughs> and so you just give it a little pop. You know, like if I want your attention, I give you a poke mm-hmm. and like, hey, a hello. And you, and if you didn't turn your head, I'd poke you harder. Like, hello. And then as soon as you turned your head and I got your attention, now I'm going to tell you what I want. And that's the same okay. thing with that collar. Don't use harnesses. Harnesses restrain. They don't train. And so that's no. the whole thing is, is you want to start working on manners and the words that they need. But like I said, the, the attention span is that of a gnat right now. Cause my puppy classes are to, for dogs 12 weeks to four and a half months. And the reason is, um, because sometimes if you go too young, their immune system isn't up and going and weird things can happen. And the, the dogs are basically really a mush brain from eight weeks to 10 weeks. They're not really learning anything other than, yeah, if you want to go play with some other dogs, that's fine. But they, they really are not capable of putting two and two together. But 12 weeks, they really can start holding that thought better than they did at 10 weeks. <laughs> but so the whole thing is you're shaping for the behavior you want now. All right. And right. So get the right training right. collar on and t- tell the words rover heel or rover walk and then at any time you can put on a long line uh you know on your walk say sniffies let stand still let them do the sniffies and then call them back in and now we're going for a walk again all right and so if you want to do that during your walk then you can go longer than three blocks or whatever because you're stopping and letting you know you're not keeping a steady pace Right. You know, so then he, it's, it's easier on their joints. But if you just want to go for a walk with no sniffies, then you, you know, this three, you know, however old he is, you know, you, and then, uh, and that's half, you know, six months, six bucks, but that's, it's actually three bucks out and three bucks back. Okay. okay that's, that's wonderful advice. Um, shoot. Had I known that I didn't have to wait till 14 months, I would have come to see you. Um, <laughs> I'll check out your next opening. Yeah, well, see, I have um, my beginner classes, uh, beginner one-star here classes. It's two times, an hour and a half each week. And then um, there's six dogs per class. And uh, it's for four and a half months and up. So, Oh, four and a half months. Mm-hmm, four and a so half, I five months and up, you can go to a beginner one class. Okay. Because my puppy class yeah. is 12 weeks to four and a half months. So for oh, like technically okay. five months and older okay. than it's, it's a beginner one, so. Okay. Okay. Um, but th- so yeah, you're, you're always practicing for what you want right now. You're come, you know, some days the dog is going to catch on really good, and then some days they go to bed, they wake up, and it's like you're starting all over again. Welcome to puppyhood. <laughs> and I have followed that advice of what we want later from day one. Yep. I have followed that advice except for walking because a bunch of people told me I had to wait in trainers no. until about six months. No, so we no, haven't. no. And now I feel like she's ruined. No, you're not. Because- she's not ruined. No, no, no. You know, she's not ruined. No, you don't worry. The only way you can ruin a dog is if you have been training with fear. You know, like you're smacking oh, no. the dog around and stuff like that. Then you can wreck a dog. But no, don't. You haven't done anything naughty or, or bad or anything. Nope. Now you're just going to regroup and and move forward, teaching words and what they mean. That's what we'll do. Thank yep. you so very much. You bet. Take care. Bye bye.
Right. Yep. At any age, any dog can learn anything. And no, it's never too late to teach an older dog new tricks. You know, they say, well, my dog's too old. He's two years old. Boy, that's prime training time because they don't—they're out of that puppy puppy mush brain. You know, they don't have—they have a longer attention than a gnat, <laughs> so you can get something actually accomplished. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, while we run to break, come back, take some more calls, okay? Okay, well, let's see what else what I want to do here. Let's see, what is always coming but never arrives? What is always coming but never arrives? And here's another one: what always remains down even when it flies up in the air? We'll be back. All right, here we go. We gotta get there as we get to the people. Okay, what is always coming but never arrives? Uh, time. Close. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's always coming but never arrives. Tomorrow. Okay, what always remains down even when it flies up in the air? A feather. A feather. Oh. Feather. Remember, down. Get it? Means down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll do we'll do some trivia's at the next time around here. Mm. Okay, where are we at? All right, so we have Dustin on the line, and he has a question, a unique one about GPSs for dogs. All right, hi Dennis, how you yeah. doing? I'm I'm doing well, Katie. How are you? Oh, good. Dustin, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, so hear, what's your question? You okay, you betcha. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. All right, great. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for your show. It's uh, fantastic that you're on, and, well, thank and you. love learning from you. Oh, thank you. Um, so, the situation for me is that I've got a, I've got a property that's quite large. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the property my dog can roam. Okay. So I've got 16 acres of hardwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not really in the open space. Okay. Uh, my neighbor has 110 acres, so he's got just a lot. A, a, a dog heaven. Right? Yes, he got. Yes, he does. And uh, deer, whatever. Else. Nice. But, so what he started to do is he started to go across the road, um, scares me. Yep. Oh, and yeah. And what I, I've done a little bit of research. Uh, I know invisible fencing has this GPS. Yep. Uh, fencing. Yep. And I wanted to get your take on, on, on that for a dog. And, and then if there are any other companies that, or systems out there that might be good to use to try to contain a dog in a, Certain area, yeah. A very large area. Yes. You know, 130 acres. And see, now this technology, I truly, you know, because I don't even have a smartphone, right? And this technology (laughs) I am really blown away with. But um, I had a friend that worked for... Sometimes it hurts us, right? Yes, it does. This is is a really, this is a a beautiful benefit if we can protect our animals. Oh, you got that right. You got that right. Now, how many, we're, um, okay, are you like up north or what, what's the lay of your land here? I just over. Do you know Osceola? Oh, you bet. Yeah, we. Hey, we're Brian yeah, and I were just talking about it. We're kind of neighbors. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> we kind. We are as a crow flies. We are neighbors, right? Yeah. So. Um, okay, because then, the biggest so thing what, that you have to pay attention to. What kind of dog do you have? Well, he's a blue healer, and then I have a Catahoula leopard dog. Oh, do you really? Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. the thing is, is that um, the invisible fence people, now I know they uh, have this GPS, uh, and it's funny that you bring this up. It was only maybe a couple of weeks ago we were talking about it because I had never heard of it because they were telling me how how these satellites, they do it, they set it up to the satellite, <laughs> and they send it down to your property. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm totally. That's what I thought when I looked at online. Yep, and so I've now I've had uh, a couple. Of, then I started talking to a couple of people, and there's three people I know for sure that have used it, and they swear by it. 
Okay, and so I, but I'm just finding out about it myself. And so, yeah, you're going to have to look into, but I know, I think it's the Invisible Fence people that ha- yeah. has it. And so, um, and they, their technology is unlike the, a lot of others. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not an Invisible Fence person, but if you're going to do something like that, their technology is the top of the line. And so they, okay. they've got it. And so that's why, uh, and, and like when you got that kind of acreage, but see what I worry about letting a dog roam like that when I'm not out there with them, you know, between wolves and uh, bears and and the two dogs breed dogs you got man those suckers are going to stand up for themselves <laughs> okay and so well, they've treated they've treated a few bears oh yeah i can imagine i can and, imagine and so and wolves you know we we have a lot of coyotes and i I'm, oh yeah i'm i'm a little bit concerned about coyotes with the sheer number yep. of them yes yep um and i don't really know what i can do about that but well you can i don't know now you're in wisconsin i don't know what wisconsin's rules are um every spring uh, and fall we uh, there's a, a guy that comes around in our area uh, hugo and i think he really i think it's almost like three four probably five almost 500 acres between the neighbors and stuff that he came out and and shot him and see i don't allow trapping trapping well, but i do you know it's fine they can you mean uh, because they're just becoming we, such a nuisance in in my area they allow excuse me they allow hunting year-round okay for coyotes okay okay because Because it's such a yep and so that's what you need to do right you need to find you know somebody that will come in and hunt them because usually they hunt them at night and first thing in the morning and i can always tell when yeah yeah and (laughs) so uh yeah and i always can tell when they're out there hunting because the coyotes are talking big time (laughs) and they because they're moving they're on the move and so that's what you might want to do is have somebody you know earmark your place so that you you can keep thin them out so they're they're not mm-hmm. so because they, you know uh, they, uh, traditionally coyotes don't hunt in packs, but for some reason really? now yes they're not a pack they're not they're, they not, they're not no they're not like a wolf a wolf you know they every pa- every pack member has their place in the pack of one's a chaser one's a grabber mm-hmm. one's a killer you know what yeah. I mean they all oh, have their their thing okay right but it's it's totally but anyway but coyotes they're used they're opportunists. A deer gets hit by a car. Hey, we have got dinner tonight. Right? Well, we got plenty of that around here, so yep. that'll keep them away. But yeah, but th- so that but that's what I mean. You can have them thinned out, you know. But that's what I worry about though when I'm not around. In fact, I, I, this is what's really it made my heart sad. Uh, up in Hugo, a neighbor, or, I don't know, about a mile from us, let the little Yorkie out to go potty, you know, at night. And see, I will. Uh, everything's on lines when I let them out at night because I can't see beyond the shadows. And anyway, the dog took off. They called, they called, and they called. Dog didn't come back. Okay, next morning, they found that the dog, a coyote had gotten him. You know, the, the Yorkie is maybe about uh, 10, 12 pounds. And so, okay, so now we're going into a different topic, but this is really good because I do have questions about coyotes. You're saying they're not pack hunters, and right. I always thought they were no. because there's there's power in numbers. Right? right, no, but there isn't because they're not... They they're not they're opportunists, okay? Okay. They will and like what are, what are they about thirty to forty pounds? Uh, well, pounds? no, believe it or not, the coyotes that we have here in Hugo, or in Hugo, they're they're about yeah. fifty fifty five pounds. Oh my god! Yeah, Bigger they look they, yeah they look like a wolf. <laughs> a lot of people mm-hmm. are they, they thought they were wolves, but and so the thing they is, is well, yes, they do. And so, but the the thing is, is that they will like br- try to bring down like will chase like a um, a deer, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a Bambi, you know what I mean, and and yeah. and, and to bring it down. But they don't have the 
the the skills to you know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. basically it's luck that they okay yeah they chased it it dropped down they got it uh, the dog comes yeah. out you know all of a sudden they'll there's a dog fight and they've got it all right okay. and so but they don't have the skills like a wolf hunters if the wolves are going after and something it's done. They're, <laughs> more, they're more nocturnal right as well. As but, yeah the coyotes you bet yep yeah. yep yep so, yep yep and that's what the day they're the, the our animals should be. Safer yes, the day. definitely, okay. definitely. Okay. But that doesn't, you know. There's always, but see, right now the coyotes are breeding. They they breed from mid February to end of March, and okay. then um, in 63 days they'll have their pups, and then they're really hunting. You know, trying to feed themselves in the pups. Right. All right, sure. But right now they're all met. They're all like in the wild zone because they're they're finding mates and stuff like that. And usually around okay. our house in Hugo, it's usually about um, you know, quarter 10:30 to 11:30 is when you you hear them. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, packs running across the field. You know, they're all mm-hmm. screaming at each other. So, but that's kind of the, Yeah, it's it's kind of eerie. Yes it is. Yes it is. <laughs> but that yeah, that's what you just want to be careful of because like I say, even though you got two dogs, you know, and the coyotes, they do have a pack, but it's not doesn't run as a pack like People think of wolves. They're more opportunists. Okay. If something's dead, they're all on it. Or something wounded, okay. they're on it. Well, that's, or, that's reassuring because yeah. I thought they were pack hunters. And, and you know, both of my dogs are, they're fast. Yep, yep, so, yep. You know, they could they could outrun, but then maybe they run into an ambush. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah, but they, well, see, they, there are some now, there are some coyotes where they'll, ch- they'll, they'll um, what do you want to call it, uh, chase a dog into a waiting pack, okay? Yeah. You know, whereas, uh, and it's usually they'll say they're, they're more into small dogs. The small dogs ain't got a prayer, okay? Just like this dog right. that was killed right. this weekend. But when the bigger dogs, believe it or not, I had one dog, Brody, when the coyotes first started coming around, you know, here he is flying across the field. I'm like, what are you running to? And it's like, oh, man, another dog. Whose dog is that? And so then they're <laughs> looking at each other, they're looking at each other. And so then I'm calling him, he turns, and so he starts coming towards me with the other dog and tail, and then all of a sudden Brody came all the way in, and the dog start, stopped about halfway, and it wasn't a dog, it was a coyote. Okay, but they yeah. get along fine. Some dogs, you know... Some coyotes will get a lot. Believe it or not, domestic dog can breed with coyotes. Coyotes can breed with domestic dogs. All right. Yeah. The wolves won't. Wolves will kill domestic dogs. But the thing is, coyotes will breed and will befriend, you know, um, a bigger dogs. But the little dogs don't have a prayer with coyotes. That's like dinner. I like to befriend bigger people sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, look into that GPS. Let me know. Keep me posted because there's other people there in the same boat as you that, you know, as a technology, like I say, I don't have a smartphone, so it blows me away. But hey, if it's out there, try it. No, it's, it's, it's amazing what. You know, doing some research online, it, it's pretty amazing on, on what they say it can do. Uh-huh. Now, my question, I guess, so another question I have for you in relation to the GPS tracking, you know, it, it hinges on a, uh, uh, a shock collar. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. And so if I put up my border, my boundary, first of all, I put up my boundaries. And, and once they cross that... I don't know how, you know, if they get closer, maybe they get a couple of warning taps. Okay, why don't you hold on? We got to take it. We got to go to the top of the hour. So hold on. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. We'll get back to you, okay? So, okay, what's the driest state in the United States? Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah. What is the driest state in the United States? We'll be back.